Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Who is my audience? And my audience is maybe my ideal client or someone who's looking to buy or looking to sell. And then how can I just help them prepare and be better? Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. I am so excited that on the podcast today, we not have just the most ambitious, driven, kind, thoughtful, community-oriented people. We have someone who is my friend, so I'm really, really elated to have my friend on the show from Los Angeles. Hi, Justine. Hello. That was so sweet. Thank you so much. You're so impactful, just how you carry yourself in the world. I admire you. Thank you. I've always admired you. Oh my God, you. I admire you. So. Oh my God, you're so sweet. I appreciate you. This is going to be a love fest. <laughs> I can already tell. So to kick things off, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll take it from there. Sure. Yeah, so I'm Justine. I am born and raised in Los Angeles. Some people call me a unicorn. I just love being around people. I work in the real estate business. I'm a real estate agent. I prefer to say real estate advisor because truly I love helping people. So if I can help them reach their goals, it doesn't need to benefit me specifically. I want to help them with what they want. So kind of mirrors my life in general. I just love connecting with people, meeting new people. It's like one of my favorite hobbies. And uh, yeah, I love LA and I think it's so much fun. And as long as you kind of find your fit and your place in LA, it, you can really thrive and grow here. And technology is a huge part of not only your professional life in terms of real estate tech, but it, it's also a huge part of your creator life. You're really plugged into the creator economy, which is the newest, trendiest term these days. Yeah. So first, tell us a little bit about how you integrate technology into your life in real estate, and then also dive in a bit about the creator side of things. Yeah, absolutely. So I work under a brokerage called Compass, which is really half technology, half real estate. And in this day and age, it's so important to have both, uh, to be successful and to run. I run my own business, right? No one is providing me with clients. I have to find those myself. And Compass puts a lot of their time and money into integrating tools that we can use to better our business. So, for example, like a CRM tool, uh, making sure that we can manage our clients. And that is all owned by us. They just provide the tools to organize, contact, all that kind of stuff. And then there's AI within there. We can see 
properties that might be likely to sell using the AI. So as long as we have people in our CRM, that stuff will come up for us and that helps us again run our business. And then beyond that, we have collections, which is a tool we can share with our clients that has a connected search in areas they're interested in buying or renting. And then from there, we can connect that way. And it's kind of like Facebook meets Apple meets a bunch of different things, very user-friendly, and it just allows us to be better and more successful and reach more clients. And our clients appreciate having that as well. It's just easier for them. There's an app on their phone. And then Compass's goal is just to provide those tools for us to be successful. And I love that they're so helpful uh, in helping us with our businesses. And what I thought was really interesting and to be clear for everyone listening, is these aren't third-party software things that you're subscribing to with a huge like subscription list. Right. This is internally built technology, which is really fascinating. Yeah, and they're really open to our feedback. So if there's something about one of the tools that like just doesn't work as agents, they want to hear from us because they're building it for us. Not it doesn't help them. It helps us, and we're. It's like a partnership almost. So having those within the company is so great. And they think of things that I wouldn't even think of, you know? Other people at other brokerages have to pay subscriptions for these kinds of tools. And for us, it's it's included. And that's that's what they, they're selling to us as much as we're selling to our clients, you know? And what I love this, you know, niche you, you're genuinely a part of and then that you help be of service to, which is the creator space, you're a creator yourself. And also you're the real estate agent that creators rely on to find their housing, to find the right place to create their content. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I'll take it back a little bit just so you know my history. So I studied television production in college and that's been my passion. I always thought I'd work in television and I did. I actually worked in TV for about six years after college And I loved being on set. I loved the collaboration, the teamwork to create something that not necessarily everyone's passionate about, but to be able to like see the, you know, the community excited to bring something to life. So I did that for a long time. I worked on a bunch of cool shows. I can get into that if you want to hear more about that. But I got to a point where I got really burnt out. And as much as I loved the environment and the excitement around it, it just it felt like it was taking a lot more energy from me than it was giving me. And right. I was trying to picture my life with that, and I couldn't. Um, and I realized that lifestyle was way more important mm. than uh, what I do or what people think is cool that I do. Um, and that, I realized, was so like such a big part of why I continued to do it. Like people would think it was cool that I worked on The Bachelor or, you know, the whatever TV show came out or whatever it is. But for me, uh, it got to a point where I realized my, so my dad works in real estate, residential real estate. He's been in it for 36 plus years here in LA. And he was always there. You know, he was, he picked me up from school when my mom was working. He showed up for my softball Mm. games. You know, that, that was something that I wanted to be able to do in the fu- in my future. Not that mm. I'm not there yet. I don't yeah. have any kids or anything, but I wanted to set myself up for success. And so I decided to work with him in 2019 and, assi- and assist him. I had gotten my license as kind of planned. And anyway, long story short there, uh, I ended up working with him when COVID hit and it changed my life for the better. And I'm so happy I made that transition. And if you had asked me before, I would have said, I would never wanted to 
to do that mm. just because I always, my dad did it. I yeah. wanted to do something else. I get Exciting it. and different. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was a, a really nice change. And then what happened, I mean, being in LA, you realize you come across such interesting people. And I'm yeah. sure this, you, you understand this as well. You meet someone and something happens and it's just interesting. But one of my first clients was a creator and uh, I met them because they were looking at leases in the, in the area we had a lease listing where we represent the owner and, you know, we kind of talked about what they were looking for and they told me, you know, this wasn't quite it. And I said, listen, we can, I can talk to you more. I understand your business because right. I worked in that business, right? Right. Because, you know, they're on sets, they're on, you know, they 100%. have a boss or assistants and the clothes and the, you know, all the things. And the lighting. <laughs> the lighting. The, <laughs> I exactly. always think about the lighting. <laughs> And the cameras yeah. and the social media and stuff. So we really connected because I understood what they were dealing with. Yeah. And so from there, you know, I kind of realized it would be really great to work with people that I get what they do. And whether that's creators on YouTube or creators on television shows or movies, I work with writers. I've worked with a few writers. I've worked with a few people in the music business as well. I just understand like the hustle and grind of LA. Yeah. And I've seen it my whole life. And with creators, I kind of have stumbled upon situations. But then one of them here is I worked with the other one. And they're like, yeah. oh, I heard that you worked with this person. And it's just like a it's a tight-knit community. 100%. And I just love being able to help them, especially because most of them are not from here. They don't know the difference between Santa Monica and right. Silver Lake and Studio City, you know, right. whatever it may be. And I love people show I, – I love showing people my my city – um, and I have a big passion for Los Angeles because there's so much, like, there's so much to do. There's so many fun things to see. And, um, I just love helping people find a place to just be and be happy and comfortable and safe. And so for me, uh, being able to do that for cr the creator community is really, has been really fun. And it, yeah, this might sound vanilla and of course she does but you use your instagram to share the story of the different homes and to me that's not basic and vanilla and of course she does because we all know in our head that in this digital economy we should be creating storytelling content but we don't or we rely on canva templates and scheduling out posts that no one engages with. And here you are really emotionally connecting with people who follow you for a specific reason and sharing that story. And I think you do it really well. Thank you. It makes me excited. Like I'm not excited about real estate or real estate agents or that's not my world. And your Instagram makes me excited about the homes that you represent. That's so nice. <laughs> what can you tell someone about you know, that branding aspect of their company and uh, their work. Yeah, I think I was behind the cameras for so long that I think actually being in front of cameras is like kind of a scary thing for me. But I do think that your audience, and I learned this through the creator community actually, like your audience is, they they want to learn or they want to be entertained. And so how can I, I've, I've kind of thought about how can I do both with my business? So first I started kind of with like a famous houses series because I guess it's exciting for some people to know where, 
you know, celebrities live and that kind of stuff. To me, maybe it's because I grew up here. It just hasn't been that's just not something I care much about. No offense. And I'm yeah. happy for everyone with amazing houses. But um, that's kind of why I leaned into like a famous houses way because I felt like that was like a cool twist on not focusing on someone's like life and privacy of their home, but right. instead on a house from the Brady Bunch or yeah. from Boy Meets World or you know, those kinds of things totally. which were exciting to I me. mean, even here in Bioscience LA where we're recording this, they shot the Matthew McConaughey movie. What, Lincoln Lawyer? The Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, yeah. the Lincoln the Lawyer. Movie. It is really cool. Yeah. So I, and because I worked in TV, like this stuff is fun for me. Like I love, I got, I went and filmed uh, a little video at Doc Brown from Back to the Future's. Uh, like, so cool. Lab. Like it's a, it's a museum in Pasadena. But, um, like, to me, that's exciting. So I kind of started there. And then I realized, like, a lot of people just don't know anything about real estate. And it's it's a great investment if you have the money and you have an understanding of how it can help you. And I was someone who – my dad was a real estate agent, and I understood, like, what he did. But beyond that, I didn't understand much else. Right. And so I've been kind of transitioning to being more helpful with with what I can give – uh, to people to learn and to understand better so that, A, I don't want anyone to be put in a situation where they're taken advantage of. Um, and especially with creators. Like, I feel like there are, unfortunately, some agents who are not super ethical or don't do things quite the right way and can be taken advantage of yeah. because they have money and they don't know what, you know, or might not know how to handle it. Um and so for me, it's just like, how can I help people be successful and reach those goals? And even if I don't work with them directly, I would love to just help people understand better and make better decisions for themselves. So even I think today or yesterday, I posted just like a video of like what to, what questions I ask my clients when we're walking through a house to help them save money on uh, air conditioning and heating or stairs or you know things that could affect their mental physical health and then beyond that their you know their big financial decision so just trying to put out more helpful tools and tricks that help people who is my audience and my audience is maybe my ideal client or someone who's looking to buy or looking to sell and then how can I just help them prepare and be better I think information knowledge is power right so how can I be of service in the bigger scope of things. We have such a variety of people listening from engineers, founders, investors, product designers. I mean, just the gamut of people. And a lot of people, let's take a product designer, may feel like, well, what am I what am I going to share on my I sit at a computer for 8 hours a day and how is that interesting? Which you know, inspires me to ask the question, what story are you telling with the intent of Maybe everyone listening, if if they're kind of stuck on like, why am I interesting? It's more about finding the story that we're telling, right? Yeah, I think. So what story are you telling? Yeah, that's an interesting like way to put it. I kind of look at it like the story of my life and my growth. Um, I'm not perfect and I'm learning and growing every day. And that's something I really want to do for myself. Um yeah, it's interesting. I think we're so there's there's so many levels to each of us as people that 
it's okay to share some things that are not so exciting, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. not everything needs to be a hit or a viral thing or, you know, it can just be what you want it to be. I actually, I like scrolling back on my own Instagram to look at my, the history of Justine, you know? Yeah. So even like my first couple of famous house videos, I was like, what am I doing? You know, now that I know more and I know better, but... And I love to travel, for example. So like scrolling back and being like, ah, I remember. For me, it's almost like a memory book. And it's great if people can connect um, and find something helpful on my, you know, on my Instagram or on whatever I'm sharing. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm 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 kind of doing it a little bit for myself. And uh, I don't really have a plan, which maybe I could. I could. Uh, but I think for each person, like we all have a story to tell and someone's going to connect and someone's going to find it interesting and want to know more and want to follow. Um, I think that's why they made the follow button, you know, it's like (laughs) the excitement of like, what are these people up to? And I love, I love watching people thrive. I think, um, especially like my friends, it's like watching them grow. I have a friend who's been a beauty blogger for like 10 years. She started before. Like a creator was even a thing. And I love her content. It's about makeup and I, I barely wear makeup. Yeah. And it's not really my thing, but I love watching her go through her process. Her journey. And I think that's beautiful to be yeah. able to watch people do that. So even if you're a product designer and like you think what you do might be boring to people, how can you make it fun and exciting? Or how can you just share, share something? Share your story. Yeah, share something that someone will connect with. Mm-hmm. And I think... It's it, like we live in such a, a fame hungry culture. And I know for myself, I don't know for you, but I, I, I feel like a gut instinct. I know the answer. Like I don't desire to be famous. I may be a podcaster. I may have influence with the you know, speaking engagements I've done, et cetera. I don't desire fame. I'm not looking for you know our YouTube peers. They have millions of people that would love to like find out where they live and like yeah and like <laughs> invade their houses i'm like please don't ever let that happen to me yeah <laughs> like, absolutely um and i think it's important to remember that being on social media doesn't equate to i need to be famous yeah you don't desire fame too right that's not correct yeah okay. i i mean i grew up in la i grew up with a lot of child actors yeah uh some turned adult actors yeah. as well like professional, amazing people. And I witnessed a lot of kind of, (laughs) can you imagine walking down the street and someone just screaming at you? Yeah. I just, like, it's, it's, it's scary. And I think, you know, I think it's cool that we recognize people and like think that means that we can stalk that. Yeah. You know, I, I guess that's a very like cool thing, but at the same time, everyone's just a person. Yes. And so, grow- yes. especially growing up in LA, I would go to dinner and I'd see someone that I recognize from my favorite TV show. Yeah. Am I going to go up to their table at dinner and like, yeah. what am I? It, it, they're people, they're humans, yeah. they're with their family. Yeah. Who am I? I think it's okay to, to stop, like, to take a beat and say, like, just wanted to let you know I'm such a you know I really love your work yeah. or I love what you do but beyond that what is that going to do because people just want to connect and they want to feel accepted for who they are right. and just because they play a character on a show it it doesn't mean that they are that person yeah um 
uh, yeah, I'm I'm very fascinated with people who want to be famous and and that kind of thing. I think for me, it's more important that I'm known to the people I know. Yes, as someone who's helpful and is someone they can trust. Same and, I, that's, and respected in and, our industries. Exactly. Yeah. And so when we're talking about, at least when you and I are talking about, you know, digital communications and, uh, you know, how to brand ourselves online, we're not talking about becoming famous. We're Correct, not yeah. talking about getting the viral video or, yeah. or giving up our lives to be a slave to an algorithm. Right. We're just talking about how do we authentically and enjoyably share our journey so that people know how we can best serve them. Yeah. I think about this a lot with We Are Like Tech, with women in tech, with my personal brand. My personal brand is about being a podcaster, women in tech. It, you know, for a long time, I thought it was about championing women. And of course it is, but it that's not very specific. So, you know, internally, the team's been talking a lot about like, okay, are we getting women jobs? Like, are we accelerating their careers? What exactly are we doing for women other than just cheerleading them? Right. And so does that mean our social has more job opportunities? Like, what does it how do we digitally communicate how we're serving people? Yeah. Um, we are LA Tech. Yeah, again, championing the LA tech community. Been doing that for years. And what does that really mean, though? Does it mean people are raising money? Does it mean people are meeting one another at events? Like, what does that mean? And so we decided as a team that means events. Yeah. So why are we posting quotes? <laughs> yeah. You know, so – you know, I've been doing a complete audit on how we're digitally communicating across the board and to understand what story we want to tell, what story best serves others. Like, how do we not just be digital noise, but how do we actually be digital value? Absolutely. And I yeah. think if you can find a way to connect people, even if you think they have really nothing to share with one another, you'd be surprised how your connections change people's lives and mm -hmm. so to create the communities that you've created has I guarantee it has changed people's lives and people that move here or don't know anyone this is uh this how is they a, plug in yeah this is how they plug in and our lives are just puzzles that we're trying to put yeah. together right so you know we're part of people's journeys in some way and whether that's finding community or finding a home or yeah you know whatever it may be it's we're part of their journey and how can we serve them to help yeah. their lives be better? So like Justine posting about the houses and utilizing the technology that's built internally at Compass in order to serve me and whoever else is looking for that solution of knowing what home is right for them in Los Angeles, that is of service. So the more that she shares her journey, the more that it's helping me save time, get a feeling of something, not need to like Google things. I could just like look something up on on her Instagram and be like, okay, this is this kind of neighborhood or these are my living room options or, you know, whatever it yeah. may be. I think yeah. it also gives people an understanding of like price values in like, yes. if you're living in LA, like, do you want to know what a two bed, two bath, uh, a, like apartment for leases in Studio City? I can tell you. And here's a video showing you the unit yeah. and the price point. Yeah. And some people might say, wow, that is crazy. I had no idea those are the prices. And some people are like, oh, what a steal. Because yeah. it's it's showing in in real time what I'm dealing with in the market when people don't need to know but it's good for them to pay attention because if that's something they want 
then they have 100%. an understanding of what it looks like in different areas. So I try to share that as much as I can. I even watched a YouTube video a few weeks ago that broke down a bunch of different properties in New York and what the price points were and what you get for that. I found it really interesting just to yeah. be informed and yeah. like, what's going on today? Yeah. Um, something you and I talk a, a lot about being driven people. I feel like I'm anti-driven currently (laughs) (laughs) that's okay you don't have to be driven all the time it's a lot of work (laughs) um we talk about what wellness means to us what self-care means to us how to not let our work overtake our lives i'm going to start at the beginning when did you first become interested in business and technology i feel like honestly as it kind of came up in life like i remember being so fascinated like by YouTube when it first came out yeah and being very like wow what a cool new tech you know technology yeah. that anyone can make their own TV channel yeah like I just thought that was so that's interesting. crazy I guess with phones and stuff you know I had that what was that phone that you like it like spun oh the like the sidekick the or sidekick thing okay. you I was like <laughs> You know, I was like, that is cool technology. But I, I, I think I transitioned from looking like technology that looked cool to actually helpful technology. But no, I've always been interested in it. My brother's actually a video game designer and a software engineer. Uh, he just started working at Google. That's so cool. And so that's my older brother. And I feel like he was always so interested in everything that um, the rest of us kind of also became interested in technology. Um, But I've just seen how it can help uh, push people's businesses and and make it easier and faster to get things done. And in such a fast-paced environment like Los Angeles, it just has been – I don't know. It's like keep – you have to keep up with it because it's important. When in your life do you recall becoming a very driven person, a go-getter in your work where you kind of start to self-sacrifice in order to get the job done? You know, it's it's funny. I feel like that's just a part of my personality. I've always been like that. You can ask my mom when I was a kid. I would pick out like my sister's outfits along with mine because I needed to kind of control. It was almost like dr- driven started as maybe more of like control, right? And making sure that things were done right. I missed one day of high school. And that is not because I was wow. never like... I mean, I guess I was maybe sick occasionally, but I was never, I just was always there. I wanted to be there and I was driven to, I guess, to always get things done. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take the test the day the test was than miss it, you know, for any yeah. reason. I was a really good kid. I followed the rules. I've always been a rule follower. I, I just always been like that. I remember in college, uh, I was in a sorority and Uh, people wouldn't go to class. And I didn't understand that. I was like, what are you doing that you can't go to class? So I just always followed the rules. And I've always been like that. It's kind of a part of my personality. Would you say being driven now serves you or hurts you? I think it's two sides of the same coin a little bit. um, I'm really proud of my work ethic. I really care. I really care about my clients and I really care about the people in my life and I will show up for them and not show up for myself, if that makes sense. It's, like, yeah, I mean, speaking to the choir. <laughs> yeah. So I, 
it's great when it's mentally healthy. Um, and then when it, when I need to take a break and I don't, that burnout, that, you know, lack of, of personal balance, it affects me. Right. So I love being driven. I love that that's part of who I am, but it does also prevent me from relaxing or, you know, setting boundaries for myself that, that can be really challenging because I just, I want to do my best always. And it's a battle I've been kind of fighting with myself. How do I, how do I do what I want to do without sacrificing, if, sacrificing my well-being, right? And we kind of talked about yeah. this the other day. It's like, I'm really working on it. It's not a linear trajectory for me. And it's like taking steps every day to change that. So right now I'm actually focusing on sleep like getting mm. enough sleep, it changes my entire day. And Completely. when I don't make that a priority, I stay up and I'm in this like loop of of fear and anxiety because I'm up when I don't need to be. Or I, I know tomorrow I have something and then I, I don't go to sleep early enough and then the day takes away from from my drivenness, if you will. Right. So it only it subtracts what I'm adding. And that can be quite frustrating. For you, what's the end goal? Do you have one? What does the word success mean to you? This is this feels like that question that you get at interviews, like where do you see yourself in oh, five shit. years? That's not what I was going for. But <laughs> no, no, no. I um I I kind of like living my life now. Yeah. Because I've worked on it so much. Like before I was like, I need to I was very, I wanted to work in television. I wanted to work on set. Yeah. I wanted to be an assistant director. I had all these like very specific goals. And then things kind of changed. And because I had those goals, I didn't, I didn't change what I wanted physically because I didn't kind of catch up with myself yeah. and my growth. So I stayed working in that industry for an additional like two years before making a pivot that actually uh, fulfilled who I was becoming. Right. And so that question for me can be kind of tough. It feels like I'm supposed to know. Um, I have like a bucket list that I've been working yeah. on. Um, I don't know if you know Ben Nempton has like a bucket list journal. No, I don't I'm going to give you one. I have an extra oh my God, at my so house. Sweet. Where it just talks about your, your goals in life and for me, I guess, defining as those, goal, those goals as success is hard for me because it feels like I'm I'm supposed to answer you in a way that makes sense. Like as a real estate agent, my goal is to sell a $15 million house in the next year. Yeah. And, you know, that's just not that's just not how I think. I right, think right. very much in the present. You're gonna ask a lot of people in my life, I wanna be where I am. And I as much as I'm happy to plant seeds for uh air quote success of you know, future Justine. Right. I don't think it serves me personally to to kind of set those goals in stone because they might change. And the fluidity of of those goals changing for I just think it's because I was so structured and followed the rules yeah. for so long, I found that this actually works better for me. And it kind of can bite me in the butt sometimes just with like taxes, for example. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> like things like that. Like I need to, it's important to plan. But success for me is is living a life that I feel good about, I'm happy with daily. And um, yeah, I don't know if that, that wasn't really an answer. I don't answer. know. I feel like <laughs> it was an answer. But I, I don't know if it was like as candid as like and not consciously like like subconsciously because you work really hard yeah and so sometimes like and I only say this because I've worked really hard too and I'm kind of in this like f off phase yeah (laughs) so okay this isn't the word I'm going for but it's the only word I could like think of right now the candidness of being the present when when I know how hard you work, like, what does that mean to you? Like, what's, do you know what I mean? Like, what's the motivation? No, like, what, like, what the, what, how are you being, are you, how are you being present? Like, all of us, how are we being present when we're being driven? Well, sorry, when we're so driven. Well, I think they can exist. Like, all of us, Yeah, you know, like, sometimes it feels like, being a driven person almost takes us out of being a present person. Yeah. I think they can they can coexist. I do think it's challenging for sure. So how do you do that is what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Um if you're comfortable with the question. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to figure out how I do that. I've never I've never really thought about it. I think my drivenness pushes me through every I guess each day, really. Yeah. But I think I've just learned that it doesn't serve me to worry about what I'm doing tomorrow when mm. I'm doing what I'm doing now. But I, it's okay to plant seeds for the future yeah. without going to the future, like going ahead. Future casting. Yeah, like future casting being somewhere else. Huh. Because it. that's why like even when we started this, I was like, I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb because if I see a text about something, I can I can sit here and I can worry about it, yeah. right? But I don't want to. I want to be here and be present right? And, and feel good about what I'm choosing to do with my time and yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean I don't care about what I'm doing tomorrow. And in the back of my mind, I, I'm thinking about the appointments I have tomorrow. Or yeah. Things going on that um, I know I can prepare for now, now or later or I have prepared for. But how does that serve me in this moment? It doesn't. And it takes mm-hmm. away from w- what is life about? It's about enjoying, you know, the the people you're around, the yeah. things that you do. And so if I let being driven kind of take me out of that, what's, what's the point? Mm. So driven for you means I'm driven today, this 24 hours, and I'm present in this drive for this 24 hours. It's interesting. For me, I've been... So driven used to mean I was a workaholic. I mean, I would, my eyes would be forced closed to go to sleep. I, I couldn't even drive home. I was so tired. Yeah. I would sleep in the office. I I mean, I, I just, I didn't exist. All that existed was work. Now, I'm definitely a driven person, but that's changed in the sense that, like, I'm driven to seek truths like this morning I received a message this is like I think a lot of women can relate to this (laughs) I received okay 
<laughs> I'm going to just share something from my personal life out loud. I think a lot of people are going to relate to it. Um, I had someone very important in my life uh, who was a friend for a long time randomly like check out of my life. I literally have no idea why. It was so weird. And it was happens to all of us. Uh, it was the word. I think I even talked to you about it at one point. This person knew my friend who passed away. So, and I just felt like I need to like let him know. So I did. Yeah. So I just sent a message like someone's. Sorry, like it's I don't even want to think about that right now or I'll start crying. And he ended up writing me back, which I didn't expect, wasn't looking for, and saying, Oh wow. And then and then wrote that he loved me and didn't know what to say and you know, that's why. And I just read it. I'm gonna talk about it in therapy to like really work it out. But I read it and I and I was like, you know, I just don't wanna be the person doing anymore. I want to be I want to be being. Yeah. And so if this person doesn't want to pick up the phone and call and doesn't know what to say, like like that's their problem. I don't need to like fix it. I don't need to now call you again. I already called like 15 times and you ignore not even like more than that. And yeah. you ignored all the calls for a couple years and like I don't need to do anything more. Like if if you don't know what to say to me and you're struggling so you're not going to pick up the phone, that is your life choice. Yeah. There's <laughs> only there's only so much you can do for relationships. Yeah. It's a, it's the phone works both ways and it I It works both ways. And as and I reach out to people and I I I think we've talked about this. I almost have like a limit of how many tries I will do. Yeah. And beyond that, it's like okay, I know I did what feels right to me yeah and in honoring this relationship yeah and if the person cannot find a way to respond then um or get back to me or whatever it may be then thank you for telling me that you don't want to be in my life and that's okay because i have way too yeah. much love to give yeah to people who don't care to be there and for me it was it was just that i just i didn't want to solve it for him <laughs> yeah and you could tell him. You could tell him exactly no, oh, what no. to say, but why would oh, you? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, I could. Yeah. But that's me doing, doing, right. working. I've yeah. already called a million times, like over the last few years. But the details aren't important, but I've already done a lot of the doing. Totally. Actually, all of the doing. Yeah. And there wasn't any mutual, reciprocal doing. Yeah. And that's okay. There's space for someone to like pick up the phone and call now. But if they decide yeah. not to, I don't need to do more. You're only in control of yourself and your reaction. Yeah. So if they choose to not do, the, you know, respond or they say, I don't know what to say. Well, okay. Okay. Great. That's like, because it's that's like, totally how you, I was just like, yeah. okay. Have like, you ever gotten in like a, an <laughs> argument with someone and they're like, well, you could have done this. And they tell you exactly what they, they you they like what you could have yeah. done. They're telling yeah. you what would have been the right thing in there for eyes. them. Yeah. Right. But when people do that, I just say, well, I didn't think about that because I didn't. That's not a part of my personality. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, m maybe I didn't think that way. And I can say, you know what? You're you're right. Or, okay, I don't think that way. But to be tell someone what they should have done, it's not going to change what they did. They made a totally. choice. Yeah. So, you know, that's their choice. And sometimes you get so into it, you kind of have to step back and say, okay, you know what? I have 
people in my life who care about me enough to say what they should say. And I didn't, never had to tell them. Yeah. And just because this person doesn't know doesn't mean it's my responsibility. Yeah. And it's not even like, you know, we're all different people. We all have different abilities or, or we all have different understandings of how to communicate with one another. But there's nothing stopping someone else from picking up a phone. Like if that person is like too af- – whoever it is is too afraid, too insecure, too confused, whatever. Like as women, we don't have – there's so many women that end up getting divorced because they do their husband's laundry and clean the house and do everything for their husband. Their husband just comes to expect it, doesn't appreciate it all, and then doesn't understand why they resent like their wife for becoming their mom. And then after they get divorced and separated, the husband goes, you should have never cleaned up after me. You should have never done this. You should have. It's like, are you? Are you kidding? Like (laughs) as a community, we need to stop doing so much and start being yeah and so that's where my drive is right now my drive is really reflecting on this word being what does it mean to me i keep asking myself there's this guy a really cool guy named Kay, and he he teaches this philosophy of how do i make it simple so i keep asking myself how do i make it simple how do i make the experience club simple how do i make you know the podcast simple how do i how do i make everything just simple it's funny you say that yesterday i was at work and I'm mentoring a couple newer agents, which is actually really fun for me. I always wanted to be a teacher, but never did it. Um, But now I am, I guess. Yeah. And I was trying to do something that honestly was not complicated at all. And I just sat looking at my computer and I was like, why am I making this more complicated? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And I had to, I literally said that out loud and uh, someone on my team was like, I literally have to say that to myself all the time because we can take something and make it so complicated totally. when we don't need to. Totally. It can be simplified. And uh, even like running your own business for me, I don't know what it's, I'd love to hear what it's like yeah. for you, but some days I get so entangled with so many different things that like I want to just set a, like a 20 minute alarm to do a task and then move on, which yes. is not how my brain works. And I know people do that, but I'm like, maybe that's how I should be doing things. Give myself 20 minutes to organize my CRM, 20 minutes to answer emails. You know, otherwise I'm like jumping. My brain is just like yeah, so everywhere. entangled and I, I complicate things for myself and it, it doesn't need to be that way. It's just so funny that you said that because. How do we make it simple? Making it simple is just, it's possible and it's better or sometimes I even ask myself like how do I get this done today like a project that's been sitting around or maybe it's just something I want to do for somebody like let's say I want to surprise them with some like cool gift but I haven't been able to run to all the shops and do all things I'm like well what can I do to be loving that isn't that elaborate production (laughs) you know like do they really need they don't even know what's going in my head like they don't know I'm trying to create some of that they're they're just existing right so how about I just like send a nice loving text message yeah yeah sometimes we go over the top because we feel like I think it becomes it's like a snowball and like it starts and you're like oh it'd be nice if I dropped off flowers and it's like oh well if I'm gonna drop off flowers I need a card and you know yes it's it's true it's like and then you're at a place and then you're like, I didn't need to do all of this. Yeah. And showing my appreciation in other ways. Like even today on the drive here, I was like, oh, I was thinking about a past client that we sold her house in 
April or May. Yeah. And I just wanted to see how she was doing. And I called her and she was like, it's so funny you called. I was thinking about you yesterday. And I'm so glad, like she was so appreciative that she was thought of. Mm. And we had like a five minute conversation and she's doing well. And I was just, you know, so that it means a lot. And even for me, when people reach out to me, I'm so appreciative because I almost feel like I'm sometimes forgotten. Yeah. You know, and I just want to be seen. And so even people just saying, hey, just thinking of thinking of you, I hope you're well. Yeah. You know, it's it's so nice. It's so kind. I mean, we need a little bit more of that. I, I'm really glad you brought that up. Something very um dear to my heart is that the last text message my friend who passed away a couple days ago sent to me was asking me how I'm doing. And at the time, a family member had just passed away, so I wasn't doing well. Yeah. And I I shared how I was doing. And then he wrote back something like – and then I said, how are you, at the end of my message. And then he wrote back something like, you know, my condolences, et cetera. He, and he said, I'm okay. I didn't know he was extremely ill and that, you know – that he's not here now. And mm. I it taught me and I hope this stays with me for the rest of my life to truly deeply listen and ask like how are you? Like when someone says I'm okay, like ask the extra question. Yeah. Are you doing well? Like I think people don't want to be inconvenienced in their response or like in come across inconvenient in their response. Like if someone asks me how I am, automatically I say good. Yeah. Even if I'm not. Even if I'm not. And yeah. that's just how my brain is. Yeah. Because I don't want to be the person that's like, hey, you know what, I'm not, I'm actually exactly. not well. Because, and then you're putting it on someone else. Right. And so, but I like what you said, like taking that extra moment to say, you know, ask another question because we don't know what, Everyone's fighting a battle. Everyone has something Everyone, going on. Everyone, it's not just us. Like we're yeah. all living this human experience. Totally. And it you know, it can be something serious or not serious, but finding a person that you can vent to um and just have someone listen. I think listening is like one of the most amazing qualities that someone can have. Totally. Because we want to be seen, we want to be heard, and um, I think we had a conversation a while ago where I was like, are you, do you want to talk to me to vent or do you want to talk to me to oh, find a I solution? I loved that. I loved that you asked that. That's something that I've been trying to say to, to basically anyone who's talking to me about a problem they're having because for me, it's so frustrating when I just want to yell about something, you know, or just say like, I'm so frustrated about this situation and someone tries to present me with a solution when I don't want that. I already know what the solution is or we can figure that out later. But for now, I just want to let out my emotions. Um, and then sometimes I want a solution or I can't think how is the best way to do this. Yeah. And I think making sure that people feel listened to and and heard is one of the best things you can – it's a gift you can give to someone. 100%. Speaking of having a close community in your life to, to support you um, through our life journey – some driven people like yourself have a relationships mm -hmm. and then some driven people like me <laughs> become an android. <laughs> 
how has having uh, a loving relationship enhanced your professional life? Oh, that's a great question. I love that. I I feel so lucky that I found a partner who makes me better, but because he's a partner, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I never, I've had one relationship, serious relationship besides this one. And actually it was a great experience. Like, I have nothing bad to say about him. But yeah, my boyfriend really does his own thing and also supports me. I don't feel like we have to do anything for each other necessarily um, besides show up for each other and be there to listen. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's, when we started dating, it might have been a bit intimidating because I'm a very strong personality and I'm extremely independent. I like, I've solo traveled to just like you, we, you know, we have that connection, but I've solo traveled to like 18 countries and I just do my own thing. Yeah. And I knew when I met the right person, it was someone who A, does their own thing and B, accepts that I'm going to be like this and right. this is who I am right. and I'm not going to change just because I'm in a relationship. So who I am now is the same person I was when I was not in a relationship and I found someone that we balance each other and can mold each other right. into the best versions of ourselves, And that is really what I wanted in a partner always. So I just, cool. I never wanted someone that I had to, we don't do, I do my laundry. He does his. In fact, <laughs> right if, there's a sign. I, a yeah. <laughs> the first thing you guys, the first thing we were on the phone a few weeks ago, I was like, if you were doing his laundry, <laughs> she's like, I'm not. <laughs> he literally won't let me do his laundry because he's, he's kind of OCD. So he yeah. likes things done the way he likes things done, the same way I am. Yeah. I think the one of the harder things was actually like because I even from when we first started dating, I make more money than him. And I think that was something that was a little mm. bit challenging to navigate because of his ego that he recognized was not even a real like issue. You yeah. know what I mean? And so obviously there's compromise, there's different things like that to to live, you know, lives together but how, also separate you know how did you harmoniously uh, I don't know if the right word is solve that but how, yeah how did you both come to a peaceful understanding it seems culturally as a man that is difficult yeah and so for all we I mean probably the majority of women <laughs> listening uh are making a lot of money yeah and so uh, good for you <laughs> right and so I know for me, I want a kind man who treats me well, who honors me. I don't, I do want a man that's ambitious, but like if he's still pursuing his career, like I'm not, I'm not, I don't need you to be super well. I know some women are like really into that. Well, they make it a quality that they're looking for. Yeah. Someone who is successful. And uh, I'm looking for honesty and like genuinely kind. Yeah. I think. It's it's not easy to navigate, and what I really admire about Julian is that when we first started dating, there were things that he was not going to change, okay? Yeah. And not that I wanted him to change, but, like, we would have a conversation. He felt one way. I felt another way, and it felt like it wasn't going to work. 
But I admire that he stuck to what was important to him. Mm. Not that not that it really affected me at the in the end. Like now it's like laughable because yeah. for example, like he wanted to have a kosher, like he said, my future wife is gonna be kosher. I am I don't eat a kosher <laughs> diet at all. Yeah. And he was very firm on that. And it actually inspired me to be firm on what I want, which was to not do that. And Interesting. But then we had to find a compromise yeah. of what does that look like? And if we are going to have a future together and have children, what is that going to look like? Mm. Right. So and it sounds kind of funny now because we found a compromise that works for us. And um, I think even with like, you know, my business, I have no ceiling of how much I can make depending you know if I yeah. work hard I'm going to continue to make money and if I Please chill and you know, I know, <laughs> it's a balance I'm trying um but you know and he had to come to terms with that as well so I think just you know finding someone that understands who you are and why you do what you do um you know no relationship is perfect but I yeah. do I I feel very lucky that I'm I'm with someone who we have the same values and that's where the most important thing is. He's very driven and I respect that he's figuring out his life the same way that I'm figuring out mine. And so having that understanding is really nice. Um, and he's, you know, he's caring and he's there for me and that's all I can ask for. A hundred percent. Who is someone who has really given you great advice that has helped accelerate your career? What's that advice? The advice that that person's yeah. given me. I'm very close with my dad. I'm so grateful for the mentorship he's given me my whole life, um, but especially in real estate. It's almost like I actually feel like he's shown me more than he's told me how to be a good person and how to connect with people and care about people. I think, I don't know, I don't really have like, I don't really have like a mantra or something that I kind of live by, I guess. Um, I kind of like taking bits and pieces of of my experiences and making sure that I live by those instead of, I guess, like words. Totally. In your career, what is a huge obstacle you've successfully overcome and how'd you overcome it? I think an obstacle for me has always been that I look pretty young when you're showing a house sometimes when mm. you look young and I don't wear a lot of makeup. I'm not very, I, I, that's just not who I am. Yeah. Um, I found it really challenging to, to kind of show that I am qualified and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, luckily I think in the last few years, people kind of respect that there are young people who are successful and know what, you know, are, are good at their jobs. But I do think that's an obstacle I faced time and time again and the way I do that is I just I make sure that they know how much knowledge I have and I show them how hard I work. Mm. Uh, someone recently was I was looking at a, a, an ADU that they wanted to list for lease and we walked through. Sorry, what's an ADU? Accessory dwelling unit. It's like a additional dwelling on a property that anywhere in L.A. actually. Oh, like if you have a guest house or something. It's a guest yeah, yeah, house, yeah. but it's a it's a legal living space. So a guest house, if it's called that typically, it means it maybe wasn't permitted for sleeping. Mm. So if there's some sort of fire or something that happens okay. and something happens uh, something happens to it, if it was if it's not an ADU, insurance might have an issue with it. 
Anyway, so good I was good things to know. Yeah, something fun. I should I should put that on uh, my that Instagram. Should be Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love I like little. Write tidbits. it in your little note right yeah. now so I, you don't forget. Yeah. I I'll remember okay. after. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I was show uh, I was looking at his ADU and we were talking about price point, his preferences, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, so is it you know is it separate um, electricity and water? Is there a separate you know? Oh my god, I, I sounded much better when I did it in person. But um, and I was asking about the AC unit. I was asking about all these things that people are gonna ask, you know. Yeah. Um, but he looked at me after you know I whatever comments I made, and he was like, "Wow, you really you do know what you're talking about." <laughs> you're like, and yeah. I I literally was like, "Isn't that why you asked me here? You know, yeah. I, why am I making the effort if you didn't really think I could do my job?" And so that obstacle comes up time and time again. Mm. Um, and it it's really frustrating for me. And people are like, isn't it, it's so nice to that people don't think you're your age, you know? But it's given me a little bit of I don't want to it's I don't want to say imposter syndrome, but right. a little bit of like, oh, do I know what I'm doing? Yeah. And I do, you know? So how why am I allowing that to affect who I am and yeah. my work? It it disrupts it disrupts my day. It disrupts my moment and I feel like I have to prove something. And that's been an obstacle because I don't need to sit down and, and prove to every single person that I know what I'm doing. And that actually comes across in my social media too. And I think that's why I have an issue on camera is like, oh, they're going to see what I look like and they're going to be worried about that I'm young. And mm. someone asked us actually on Creator Now – um, which is our our YouTube community. Yeah. So I, that this was like earlier in the year, or maybe even last year. Someone was like, well, why do you care what they think about what you look like? And I really like sat in that question. And I was like, because it makes me feel like I'm not enough mm. or it makes me feel like I don't know enough. And what I've done this year to kind of combat that issue I have that I'm going to, I think I'm going to have for a while. Yeah. Is I've made it my mission for people to know that I am someone they can come to to get help, to get information. Right. So if you ever come to my office after a meeting, people will come and ask me questions about all these different programs, these different things. How would you fill out this contract? How would, because I make it my mission to know as much as I can and be that qualified person. So that obstacle is almost like a recurring one. But yeah, it's been a challenge and I've kind of found a way that for myself makes me feel better about it. But also I I don't need to prove myself because the people who know I'm qualified know and the people who don't, they'll find out. A few rapid fire questions sure. as we're closing up. Who is a YouTuber or a podcast or a book that is a must must read, must watch, much must listen. It could just be one creator or multiple Ooh. who comes to mind. Wow. I, I like being really well-rounded. I wouldn't say I've dived. I don't, I'm not like a huge reader or a huge podcast listener or a huge YouTube watcher or anything like that. Um, I was really inspired pretty recently by Mel Robbins, mm. if you know who she is. Yeah. Um, and I like kind of listening to inspirational things. And I even find just like those tidbits on social media that she well, talks about. T are. Tell us about Mel Robbins, those who don't know. She is someone who 
her her life is so interesting, and she actually was a keynote speaker at a conference I went to last year. She basically developed, talk about simple, one of the most simple ways to motivate yourself and and follow through. Yeah. And she calls it the five, four, three, two, one rule or something so simple. Yeah. And it's like if you are having trouble getting out of bed, for example, pretend you're like a rocket ship, count down from five, five, four, three, two, one, and do what you're gonna do. Mm. Because and it's so simple. And I think that's actually why I resonate uh, it resonates with me and I love it. It's just because like you you are able to do anything that you put your mind to. It's just doing it. So true. You know, I think we are we hold ourselves back sometimes and so that simple thing that I can think about in my mind and just do it, that's how I get things done. That's how I'm motivated to show up, to get going. Um, and so I really just love her stuff and I think it's really inspiring. So yeah, I guess that's someone I'd say. And what is your favorite app or website to use? Oh man. I mean, my most popular website or app is my compass website for work, but I think I'm a big fan of Instagram. I mean, I, it sounds very boring. No, you're allowed. I love it. Um, I just think it can really help people grow their businesses and help, you know, we talked about it today with this, this space, but I just think there's a lot that there's a lot of reach you can give and a lot of information you can pass along and it can be funny. It can be serious. It can kind of be whatever you want it to be. And it's literally in the palm of your hand. It's just, I don't know. I think it's, it's fun and I love watching cooking videos and I love, you know, I just, to zone out a little bit or to focus on my business, it it feels well-rounded to me, I guess. That's awesome. How can people connect with you? I really should get more into LinkedIn because <laughs> I, I have one, but it it's just I don't really touch it much. But I really think LinkedIn would be good for I you. I know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have said that. I was like, oh, I should do more of that. But yeah, Instagram, I'm pretty responsive on Instagram. And then you can always reach out. I'm always happy to exchange numbers text call zoom your handle oh it's at justine lieberman can you spell it for everybody at j-u-s-t-i-n-e-l-i-e-b-e-r-m-a-n and it's also in the show notes so you could click the link in the show notes as well justine thank you so much for hanging out with the women in tech podcast and being my friend (laughs) and all my emo calls that I send your way. I am so happy to be on and thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. (laughs) To connect and collaborate with more phenomenal women in tech around the world by going to womenintechvip.com Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you in all the things. Hi, this is Justine Lieberman from Team Lieberman of Compass, where we work with you to help you find your home in Los Angeles. Based in Los Angeles, California, you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. 
Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.